0: He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. It is Braves Today. today Bravestoday.com is where you can find us. Lindsey, 100 wins. I think that was one of those things where we kind of saw that coming based on the trajectory that everybody was headed, but still, it feels good to hit that century mark.
1: Yeah, you know, it's the first time Atlanta's had consecutive 100-win seasons since 2002-2003, so that's nice. But the thing that's a little bit odd and— one of our writers put this on the site on Monday morning was what some of the previous Atlanta Braves teams who have won a hundred games, what they went on to do. And it's, it's uh, winning a hundred games is great. You get home field advantage and all of that. It's not a guarantee you're going to win the world series. And so uh, this is a be happy that we got ourselves into the postseason tournament, but understand we got to focus on winning in the postseason. It's not a guarantee here.
0: With that said, uh, success uh, lineup seems to be okay. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some additions that get brought up, but that will be more for support roles more than anything else. Not going to be really making Mm -hmm. an impact. The bad part is if we got to if we're if the Braves rely on them to basically correct wrongs, that means they're probably behind the eight ball already, or or they're way ahead and they're just trying to give somebody some rest uh, to head into somewhere else. But excluding production of the catchers, everything seems to be okay lineup wise right now.
1: Yeah, I mean everybody for the most part is is healthy on the position player front and is hitting, with the exception, like you said, of the catchers, and that's still something where I think Sean Murphy, when he gets you know multiple starts in a row, he'll start to come around. But uh, the big question I'm gonna have is really gonna be, uh, what is the roster gonna do as far as those bench spots? You go from 28 roster spots in August or in September, you're down back to 26 in the postseason I wrote a thing just Monday morning about does Von Grissom make the postseason roster because you know you're going to have to you have 14 right now you have to cut down to 13 does he take somebody's job when you in essence take one person off the roster that you do you then swap him in or not that's really kind of that's really where you are on position players like you're you're asking about that 13th guy on the bench Uh, pitching a little bit of a different story
0: yeah, pitching is – that's been my biggest concern. You know, when I saw this thing, I, I followed this thing on social media. I think it's called NL East something another. And um, and it's everybody that's – everybody's in there that's in the NLE. I mean, there's Met fans in there. There's Philly fans that are in – I mean, it's everybody in the NL East. And I think there's other fans in there. I've seen where people from Chicago have been posting stuff in there. And I'm like, you guys are just trolling. I mean, there's no reason for you to follow this. But uh, they made up a good point. They said – you know, is this at the point where Atlanta now has an excuse for no success that they can blame their pitching? I don't know that it's an excuse right now. You and I have been touching on the pitching issues dating all the way back to the first half of the season because we didn't know about Wright. We didn't know the severity of Freed. We didn't know if Elder was going to be Elder the way he's been the entire season. I think that the pitching has been a question mark all year. It's been those bats that have we've depended on Strider fine Elder surprised you know um and, and and Morton you know he's been there been solid but now we don't see him till it's almost like we got to make a World Series to
1: see to see him jump in there yeah I mean Atlanta's used 16 starters this year and that is that is unusual the average team uses somewhere between 10 and 11 different starters over the course of a season. And obviously Atlanta had three guys take 30 starts in Strider, Elder, and Morton. And one of those guys, like you said, is on the IL. Uh, So for Morton, uh, he is technically eligible to come back during the divisional series. The roster is due the day before game one. And he's not eligible to be activated off the IL until the, the day of game two. So he can't join the roster unless there is some sort of injury and he's an injury replacement. But the team doesn't think he'll be ready for that anyway. And so the target that they have, the best-case scenario optimistic target they have, is for Charlie Morton to be healthy enough and able to pitch where they can put him onto the NLCS roster if Atlanta were to advance. So assuming Max Fried is back, because it's a blister, it's it's not a bigger issue, and they have some experience dealing with these. Assuming he's back, you have... Freed, Strider and Elder are your three starters and you can really get by with just three starters in the NLDS because of the off days and the fact you only play yeah. max 5 games. But it's the series it's the NLCS where you need to have Morton available because you're going to need four starters uh in that series. That's where he comes into play. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see obviously for Morton this is uh, it, it's not a blister. This is uh, something inside of his finger and we'll mm. see how he responds to treatment. And we probably won't know for sure if he's able to pitch or not in the NLCS until they release that roster.
0: Your thoughts on Kyle Wright coming in. And know he gave up a, he gave up a run, but other than that, the fact that they only threw two pitchers in that game, was it game two of, uh, mm-hmm. of that series with game Washington two. and uh, and he put in a lot of innings, and honestly, he looked pretty solid. He looked he looked more comfortable out there than he did the first couple of times.
1: The thing that made me feel good about that outing for Kyle Wright was it was only 31 pitches. Like, he went through three innings, uh, three hits, one run, two strikeouts, no walks on 31 pitches. So he was finding the zone, and he was efficient. And though that's two things that we haven't seen from him really all season. We haven't seen him have the control and the command. We haven't seen him be efficient. We've seen him run up high pitch counts. We've seen him struggle. And so I they are fully into Kyle Wright does not have time to get to stretch back out into a full-time starting job. But mm-hmm. I feel comfortable that given what we saw against the Nationals on Sunday, that he can, provided nothing changes between now and the end of the season, he should be able to contribute for you with meaningful innings, out of the bullpen in the postseason. Now, I still think he's probably gonna be one of the guys that you go to if you have a lead of more than a couple runs and you know you're you're trying to avoid using your top guys. I still feel like he's gonna be that guy versus somebody you're gonna go to, you know, in a one run game in the eighth, but he did look a lot better than he's looked at any other time we've seen him this season. So that's that's good news on the pitching front for Atlanta.
0: Uh, staying with the pitching, as you look at Strider, he's probably going to break John Smoltz's record. He's going to get another start before the end of the season, uh, unless he just has one of those weird outings like he had earlier in the season where he gets ousted in the first or gives up a bunch of hits and a bunch of runs in the third before he gets any of his strikeouts. I mean, I think he has three or four, three to tie, four to break, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what how, when he left the game uh, the other night. And that must have been a complete pitch count type deal the other night uh, whenever they pulled him because – Uh, he, he was in no danger really of losing anything. And he gave up that, that hit and snip came out of the dugout to grab him. So it was like, okay. So he hit his number and they were going to give him a chance to, to strike a couple of guys out, get closer to the record. He gave up the hit. They were like, all right, you're done. And so I, I would not be worried about that. I saw some people online. They were, they were posting concerns about that. And I thought, you know, why would they do that so close to the record? Well, we're also bigger picture here. He's gonna get it. He's getting another start. He should get it. If he doesn't, yeah. he's got nobody but himself to blame because that means he's had a really bad outing. If he does that, and um, and number two, it, playoffs are here, folks. You gotta you gotta be able to manage your guys right now. And this is one thing that Snit has, in my opinion, done a good job of in platooning players to save them for the playoffs, especially the year that they won the world series, because you had to figure out a way to fill that void in the lineup with Ronnie that year. That was probably the best coaching job ever at a snit.
1: Yeah. This was that outing by Strider was I think the first time all year that he went into the sixth inning and had mm-hmm. less than six strikeouts. Like that's just, it was just a fluky thing. Just Just didn't happen to work out. Like you said, he'll get another outing this weekend. It'll also be at home, so he'll get to break the record at home versus on the road. Um, I'm not worried at all there. Do want to clarify something for people who are wondering. It's not the franchise record. This is the Atlanta Braves strikeout record. This is the modern strikeout record. As always, just about every actual franchise record belongs to a Boston bean eater. This one was 1884 when Charles Buffington pitched 587 innings and had 417 strikeouts. Nobody is touching that. Um, you know, he went, he went 48 Nobody's and 16 in, in his 67 starts. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a career for some guys. Um, But Strider's going to be perfectly fine, and him starting over the weekend will set him up to have probably an extra, I believe it will work out to an extra two days of rest before he takes the ball. I would assume for game two of whatever NLDS matchup it is, he may pitch game one depending on the matchups, I'm not sure. But either way, he'll get one more outing, he'll get the record, no worries.
0: And keep in mind, if you watch the game, uh, the Strider game, out there Braves fans, you heard uh, Godin talk about it as well as Frenchie. The the Nationals are not a team that strikes out a lot. They put the ball in play. So, it literally – he picked probably one of the worst teams to go up against to try to get his strikeout record because they just put the bat on the ball most times. And nothing hard, nothing fancy. Mm -hmm. They just got a bunch of guys that are slappers. And, and as Frenchie said, they adjust – Against Strider because they know if they can just touch the fastball, it's going to go somewhere. So that's all they were trying to do was place base hits, and uh, and so I thought he I thought he did a fine job. There were a lot of people that are all worried about him getting in the season. Is he losing his? No, he was still throwing ninety nine. He's not, he's not lost his arm, and they've done a good job, like you just said, of getting him out of there by the fifth or sixth inning and, and, and him still having, you know, not as many strikeouts as he wanted, but also no limited damage as well. So uh, I, I do look forward to that. Well, that's the thing. It's home sweet home. You mentioned it. Uh, the Braves have to be happy to end the season with two series in a row, Cubbies and Nationals at home.
1: Yeah, and it's – it's there could be worse matchups right there are teams that have to play a bunch of playoff teams to end the season there could be worse teams to play chicago obviously is right in there in that national league wild card they are throwing their studs they are throwing uh Justin Steele they are throwing James Entalian they are throwing Marcus Stroman because they have to get these wins uh, atlanta has Bryce Elder and two TBDs because it would have <laughs> been like it it would have been somebody else and so uh, we don't necessarily know who's going to start on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Atlanta's probably going to make some transactions. You don't have to worry about the time deadline on optioning somebody down mm. at from this point on, simply because, like for a starter, simply because the season will end next Sunday. So right. you can option a guy, you can let a guy start Tuesday, option him back to the minors, and then he's still eligible for the postseason roster. No concerns there. Um, but you'll probably see two different starters from the minors their season is over you'll probably see some guys called up to start tuesday and wednesday unless atlanta wants to risk trying a bullpen game for one of those so close to the postseason it really doesn't feel like they're going to want to do that
0: lindsey do we get to see a guy that played in college this year also pitch in the majors this year
1: uh, you are not going to see Hurston Waldrop in the postseason, at least. The, uh, the Braves kind of speaking on background to Justin Toscano of the AJC, they have said that Hurston Waldrop's season is done. Uh, he he only got the start in AAA because A AA season was over. They wanted okay. to get one more start for him to kind of, uh, you know, finish, let him finish the last couple things he had been working on. His season started in February, so he threw 101 innings for Florida. They went all the way through late June College World Series. Atlanta got him. They only they let him they they kept him under 30 innings. He started eight times. So he never really went deep into games. And they never let him go over 65 pitches until that very last outing against Gwinnett. So they have shut him down. He is done. But I imagine next season, there's a possibility you see Hurston Waldrop sooner rather than later simply because of how polished he is already. But from, from what, for everything we've been told, he's not an option for a start this week or this postseason.
0: Dang it. I was really hoping we'd see when I saw all the TVDs, <laughs> I was sitting there licking my chops and I was going, all right, here's our chance. We get to see one of those history making things where a guy was pitching in the college yeah. world series and he's going to be pitching in the, you know, at the end of the season for a he's going to make his major league debut. Uh, and, now, you, now, you've, now you've made it sore for me going into uh, the upcoming series because I was really looking for it. When I saw the TBDs had still not been filled before we started doing the pod, I was like, okay, there's still a chance. Uh, but now that you said yeah. that you've talked to folks behind the scenes, looks like my hopes and dreams have been smashed. Sorry, Hurston. I, I guess we'll see you next year, bud.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next year, buddy.
0: Exactly. So uh, that's all right. He's going to I think as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a great career. Uh, You and I following a lot of SEC baseball. We got to hear his name quite a bit throughout the year and throughout the season. Mm -hmm. And so I think Braves fans are in for a treat that may not follow collegiate baseball and may not know who we're talking about. I mean, they know who we drafted, but they probably have not seen him throw. Uh, he is very impressive. Uh, there's a couple of times where um, Lindsay attended some of his games. I attended, you know, one of the games as well. And I will say that um, when you get to look out there and you see possibly the number one, number two and number three picks in the draft all play in baseball games, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is impressive. So uh, and they've lived up to the bill. Yeah.
1: In the, the conversations leading into the draft, there was debate about the two best individual pitches in the draft. Was it Paul Skeens' uh, fastball, the guy yep. who went, obviously, number one overall? Was it his slider, or was it Hurston Waldrop's splitter? So like that's kind of caliber of talent that Atlanta got. It's not a player that's commonly available when you pick in the 20s, but Atlanta kind of worked it out. They got yep. him, and he's looked as good as advertised so far in his minor league career. I think
0: he was a steal for the Braves. I'm shocked that he fell that low in the draft after as you said, you've seen him, you've seen him throw, I've seen him throw uh I guess some very good hitters. And he he dominated the collegiate ranks. So uh he's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. It is gonna be Cubs, it is gonna be Washington Nats. We're gonna wrap up the season. We get 100 wins. Go to Braves Today, Bravestoday.com. Follow us on the Twitter at Braves underscore today. Lindsey, as always, thank you, bud.